0: We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I am so grateful you have chosen to listen to this podcast. So today I have a very exciting guest for you. I think that, I mean, I push LinkedIn a lot. Okay. You know this, especially if you went to a conference with me last year. I did a whole video after this conference with the beautiful people that I went there with, because so many of them were not utilizing LinkedIn at all. And it's such a great platform, not only as a content contributor, but actually just to, to learn, sit back and read some fascinating articles and to genuinely connect. I think personally, out of all the platforms, it's my absolute favorite one to connect with people. And, you know, like, say hey to old colleagues, like how many beautiful friendships do you actually make in business and then life gets away and then before you know it, you haven't caught up for coffee for 10 years and then suddenly you're sitting in front of them having coffee because you're connected with them on LinkedIn. Anyway, <laughs> personal experience. But today I have Karen Tisdall and she is, well, she's an early adopter of LinkedIn. She was recognized the platform's potential when working as a recruiter for seeing the importance of how business leaders are perceived online, Karen began her LinkedIn profile writing business in 2009. A decade on, she was ranked as one of the top eight independent LinkedIn trainers across Asia Pacific and has been recognized by LinkedIn as a top voice for having produced some of the most popular and helpful content. A guest writer for various publications, Karen facilitates LinkedIn sales training for some of the biggest companies across Australia, all by writing profiles for individuals who want to grow their small business. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode because I think you are going to take so much from it. If you're driving, sorry, because you're going to want to take notes, but you know, just go back and listen to it. I hope that you are all having a wonderful week and
1: I hope that you love this episode.
0: Karen, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank it's... you for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Oh, I no. I don't I'm... ever take podcasts for granted. It's a big effort producing a podcast, there. yeah. So well, um, thank you.
0: I got to say thank you to Leah then because she's the one that produces mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you turn up and you ask the questions. So. I get
0: to talk, which is my favourite thing to do. <laughs> so Love you. It. You are an incredible LinkedIn specialist, and I've been blessed now to see two masterclasses with you at the helm, and I've learned so much from you, and it's really just showed me why I love LinkedIn. It's really reiterated for me why I love LinkedIn as a platform and why I've always pushed it as a marketing platform, to be honest. But I'm excited because you've got you've got this whole other way of looking at it, and you're here today to tell us what's not good about LinkedIn. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know that sounds really weird, but I just I just feel that given the years we've all had and the tumultuous times, that it's really important that we're very careful where we spend our time and where we spend our energy. And I think we need to be where our customers are. And I also feel it's really important to put ourselves in fate's path. So there are some fantastic things around LinkedIn that you can do. Um, You don't just have to put out content and hope the right person sees it and hope that they happen to stumble across it when they have the exact need for the widget you're selling. You can actually go and search for people. But I also feel that a lot of people spend so much time on LinkedIn, too much time on LinkedIn, you know, Mm -hmm. when they're commenting and they're creating lots of content and, and And frankly, I feel they're just contributing to the noise. Now, I know I sound like such a negative Nancy, and it's great that you love LinkedIn. And here am I, LinkedIn profile writer, tagging out LinkedIn. But I've been using LinkedIn since 2005, 2005, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was a really early adopter. I've seen its evolution. I launched my LinkedIn profile writing business in 2009, and I've just seen it change so much over the time. And I feel that everybody's seeing it just as a content creation platform. And it is that. But I think people are forgetting that it was built for search and it was Mm. built to headhunt for people. And you can use exactly those same tools without paying a single cent for LinkedIn Premium or Sales Navigator to search for potential clients. And I think more of us should be doing
0: that. Yeah, because I think the interesting thing I've seen LinkedIn change a lot as a marketer. So back in the day, it was like no one thought of it as a marketing platform whatsoever. It was a recruitment platform. We didn't even consider it, even though there was company pages and things, but you use that for a purely recruitment based. You wanted to make your organization look like this great organization where everyone wanted to work. And as an employer, you certainly never wrote anything on LinkedIn because that was scary and your boss would say that. And the thing I remember back in the day when I started using LinkedIn, when I launched my business and even for companies before that, because I actually, in previous roles, I had been very much, you know, as a business, we need to be promoting what we do on LinkedIn. Back then, I think they said out of like the millions of people that had joined up, only 1% of people created content. And now I feel like, everyone's creating content and you're right there's a lot of noise out there and i wouldn't always say it's great content
1: it's not a lot of people see it as a place to advertise mm-hmm. you know i think we actually have a muscle memory around content equals advertising mm-hmm. you know and i think this goes back <laughs> to sound really freudian i think it goes back to our childhood um, you know, uh, you're probably way too young to remember newspapers. But um, <laughs> no, no. When first... I started
0: in marketing, here's a fact for you: When I started in yeah. marketing, most of what I did was buying spots in newspapers for businesses I worked for.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm older than I look. Clearly.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, my first job, my first professional job was in my gap here in the UK, selling advertising space to people like you for a newspaper. And there you go.
0: It, I mean, those days are long gone.
1: Sadly. They're long gone. But but when I was a child, open the newspaper, adverts, right? And so hmm. I think we think, oh, my gosh, on LinkedIn, I can get one to many. And so we need to think of content as an advert. And I, I just don't think we should think of it like that. But I also think we should use the search tools. And we should nurture relationships. You know, we should look at putting keywords into the search bar, um, which you'll see on on LinkedIn on the left hand side, clicking on people and then clicking on all filters and search by, you know, your first, you've got one, two, three at the very top. So your first, um, those are all the people, you know, second, those are all the people who know people, you know we can then search by location, industry, and if we scroll all the way down on all filters, we can scroll by title. So we can search for directors anywhere in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And where this, do most of your listeners come from? Because we've got 90 million member profiles now on LinkedIn, 90 million. Mm. And here in Australia, we are, oh, my gosh, what are the stats? 13 million? like okay. now. Wow.
0: That's like a decent chunk of our population when you oh, think about kids as well.
1: Yet 90% of our workforce have got a LinkedIn profile, even well, if they're not using it.
0: Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't in this day and age. I just actually was looking for a new dog groomer and found her on LinkedIn. <laughs> That. which that's a fully random place to find a dog groomer. But here we are. That's my story. But to, literally just before this, we're recording this, I was on LinkedIn looking at a dog groomer.
1: Funny yeah, story. it's a great place. It's a really great place to find people that you want to do business with. Mm. Um,
0: the search and- function I find really interesting because I personally have never actually used that even for me. I mean, I'm, I've been very blessed, but I'm at a point now where I'm actually really this, this year, I'm want to be very intentional about opening up my network. I feel like I love women. I've got so many women in my tribe and like, you know, the support, the sisterhood supports me very well, but I definitely want to, you know, connect with more men in business. Cause I think I have a gap there in my network and I'm, I'm very intentional about building my network with brilliant people. And I think that's a mix of, you know, whoever and you know, what, whoever that may be. But so I think the search function for me in that regard would be very, very good. But who, how would I go about into, because I get a lot of people connect with me. Some of them are brilliant. Like, for example, they'll be like, you know, listen to your podcast, love this. And they've obviously done research on me, which automatically tells me they genuinely want to connect. Then I have other people that will be like, seeing you here. And it's like, the information is just so off that it's like, I know that it's probably a bot or it's just, and they're just spamming me. They just want connections for connections. How would you recommend people use the search function and then connect with people?
1: I think it's really important to do that in one sitting. I do believe in flow and I do believe that each message gets better and better and better. When I say each message, don't just click connect, but I think it's a missed opportunity to not look at somebody and then click connect and add note. And if you can't see the connect button on their profile, if you can only see follow, click on more. And then click connect and add node. If you're doing this on mobile, you need to click on the three dots and click personalize invitation, and that will allow you to add a template. If you're a mobile user, you can use something like Text Expand, it's a really great app that will allow you to just key into characters and a whole template will drop in, which you then modify. And I'll talk about that in a second. And if you're on desktop, then have a template of things that you typically say, you know, like hi, hey, you don't know me is something I usually start with because I'm very much an open book. So I start with, you know, hi hey, you don't know me. I'll also often use the words, um, I promise I won't spam you. That really annoys me too. And I keep to that promise. Yeah. And in my template, I've got my name, what I do, not the name of your business, because the name of your business might not necessarily describe the problems you solve. So just literally one or two words and don't have founder or managing director, or like whatever, you know, like Joe Blogs, widgets company, and then your email and your phone number, just in case they don't use LinkedIn very often. And I happen to be reaching out when they have a need, they can contact me. Mm. And I personalised that invite by looking through their profile and saying, you know, I can see we name, we know uh 23 people in common, you know, including Beck Chappell. Uh, she's one of my favorite people. Hope you might be open to connecting here. Promise the won't spam you, da and then when they accept my invitation, and this is the real magic, then when they accept my invitation, I'm looking once a week or once a month. You might only want to do it once a month. Have a look at all of the people who've accepted your invitation to connect because it's really important you don't pounce on those people straight away like, oh, they've just accepted my invite to connect. I'll leave them a note. Yeah, Don't yeah. do that. Again, batch it, you know, once a week, once a month. Look at all the people who've accepted your invite to connect and leave them a voice note thanking them. For connecting, you know, and you do the thank you, you mention very briefly what you do, like it's almost incidental, you've got to kind of hold it lightly, mention what you do, like really incidental, no pitch, like very accidental, sounding accidental, and then thanking again, mm-hmm. you know, and so you want to sort of leave that warm note, and then you might put a note in your diary to follow up Of course, you're going to support their content, so you can ring their bell once you've followed them. You can go to somebody's profile, make sure you're following them, and on the right-hand side of their profile when you've opened it up in full you'll see a little bell. I love
0: I'll... this. I had no idea this existed until this morning when you were talking about it. Really?
1: So. I hadn't noticed the bell.
0: I, I think I'd noticed it, but just not really thought about what it was
1: for. Yeah. it sits where people's company page is. like So not down in the experience section, but just in the top fold underneath the banner on the right-hand side. And it's just a black and white bell. And when you depress it, it turns black. And that means you'll get a notification every time that person creates content you support their content, you support their content, you support their content. And you maybe put a diary note to follow up in maybe maybe 12 weeks, you know, and then you leave it so sort of, you know, three months time, you follow up and just say, you know, I've really been supporting, your, you know, I've enjoyed supporting your content. I found your ideas on this very interesting. This is an extension of something that you spoke about recently, you know, and you send them an article, a podcast are fantastic to forward. They are so good. I will frequently on the weekend, I listen to podcasts all day Sunday while I tidy my house. It does take an entire day. Um, anyway, I know my kids are so messy and I love podcasts. So I probably move a little bit slowly too. And I'm listening to podcasts on Sunday and I'm going, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I love how Beck Chapels just said this, I'll send it to somebody, you know, seven minutes. I think you'd really enjoy what she says at seven minutes. And so I do this on the fly. I don't batch that. And I'm sending people podcast episodes at seven minutes. I think you'd really enjoy it that are relevant to that person, you know, and then I'm sort of following up four months and then three months and then four months and then three months. And you might think, oh, but I've heard salespeople say that you should follow up every single month. Don't do that. Yeah. And don't do it in writing. Because the moment we receive a written message, we brace ourselves for being sold to. And yeah. that's the way to build relationships. You just yeah. need to give information, be the most helpful person in the room.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a really beautiful thing you've said there because you're actually building a relationship. not not You You haven't gone out to connect with them just in, to... I mean, of course, we all hope for a sale, like we all hope that, that it comes to that, but it's actually about, well, it may not be you, but it could be someone else that you know. And if we actually create, how many people have you connected with online? And before you know it, you've actually created a friendship with this person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you've said there, but I just want to pick a couple of things. So one it is like a friendship, with the difference being that I'm sorry we don't jump on a call. Like I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. love, I'd love to just have a ten minute chat or catch up coffee, but actually don't do that. Mm. You know, if you've got a question, let me know, and I will send you a piece of content in a direct message. So let me know in a direct message, and I'll respond in a direct message with a piece of content that answers that question. Yeah. Um, so, so they're sort of like a friend, but they're not. And I also actually don't think of them as a client. So, I connect with people who are my ideal clients with the intention of not selling. So, that what that looks like is when I learned to drive my car, I was such a bad driver. I failed my first driver's test. And my dad just said, you've got to stop looking at the car in front. Look at the car in front of that one. You know, stop looking at the curb and look where you're going, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we can apply the same thing to LinkedIn. You're not looking at the car in front. You're not looking at every person like you're a lion in the long grass waiting for a wounded zebra to come along and a wounded zebra comes along and you're pouncing on it. You know, you don't want to strangle and pounce on every single like potential client. Oh oh my God, I've got a potential client. I've got to really nurture, nurture, nurture. No, I actually am all about building relationships with the intention of being helpful Mm. and almost trying to steer them into not doing business with me in that I'm always like, would you like any free resources? You know, um, like I'll drop that in as an incidental thing. You know, let me know if you'd like any free resources. I've got tons of free things. And sometimes I'll have my ideal client will message back saying, yes, I'd love to have a 10-minute chat. And I'm like, "Um, I'm sorry, I don't do 10-minute chat. Um, These are my fees. This is my service outline. Does it sound all right? If it doesn't, I've got lots of free resources. So I'm almost trying to sort of steer them to be a fan not a client. Mm. And I think that really builds genuine trust and it, it it and it's I'm not just trying to do that. I'm not faking it. I don't want everybody to be my client. I can't deal with that many people and not everybody's the right fit for me. So I'm quite happy to refer them to my competition if we're not a right fit or yeah, if my yeah. time frame or fees don't fit. So I just think of them like that car. Um it's not about building a relationship with um, Joe Bloggs to sell to Joe Bloggs. It's about building a relationship with Joe Bloggs so that he thinks I am so awesome and I've given so much that he hasn't even paid for. Mm -hmm. He's going to rave about me to all of his mates. Yeah. You know, so it's about a huge difference. difference. And, And what that means is I'm also holding it quite lightly. God, I sound so Buddhist, don't I? But, um, <laughs> I love you know, that. I just love that Buddhist philosophy around, you know, hold it lightly. Don't yeah. be that lion in the long grass because otherwise people can smell the hunger on you. You kind of need to just go, I'm here to help you. And this happened to be my ideal client. I bet you know a lot of other ideal clients yeah. and I'm not here to sell to you, but you know, do, do you know anybody? You know, that's sort of where you're taking the relationship yeah. to who they know.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's the, I mean, there's so much gold in that. Like, and I think you're right. I think the thing that blows me away about you and I actually really, really, I, I really want to take away and bring to my own life and my own business is this whole, I'm not here to chat. Like, because I think as business owners, we're so quick to to think that we have to have a chat with someone to to nurture and build a relationship. We have to give them our time free. And actually, like to, how often, and I know this happens to me all the time because I'm a chronic people pleaser. <laughs> and I'm I'm working on that. But you know <laughs> yeah, we, can, we
1: can talk about that. Because <laughs> I am a recovering people pleaser. And yeah. I still please people, but I please people within the, the boundaries of what I can do. You know? And then I, you can serve better. I can serve better. And and actually. I'm a better parent, you know, so for me, I, I'd love to chat, but, you know, time with you is is time not spent with my children yeah. or my ageing mum, you know, and, you know, she's not going to be any younger and I'd love to chat, but, you know, I, I could find my mum three times a day and it still wouldn't be enough for her. So, <laughs> you know, I know. Dear I love mom. that though. I think so, that's beautiful. You know, so thinking about just being helpful and thinking that you're not the right fit for everyone but they certainly are the best referral partner for you.
0: And I think people respect the whole, okay, cool. Like she she actually knows her worth and she knows that, she, you know, she backs herself enough to say, don't need to have the 10-minute chat. This is how you can work with me. I just, I love that. And, and I think- If that's okay,
1: then we can have a fit call. But yeah. first, see my fees, know my service, know my time frame, And if those three things are not okay- that's all right. That's all right. Let me refer you to other people.
0: It's so true. I've had, I've actually gotten the last year because my, I've shifted my business a lot. I have said no to a lot of people and referred them to other people. And, you know, back in the day when I first started in business, there's a huge mindset shift of, oh my God, you just gave money away to actually, no, I just created like room for the opportunity that I'm going to do better at and going to enjoy more. But I mean, we are getting so far away from LinkedIn right now. It's more sales. No, but.
1: I think it's so relevant, room yeah. for the opportunity. But yeah, we are being quite philosophical. But I think that's that's the mindset around LinkedIn. And I think that's the ideas around just being really careful with how you spend your time, <laughs> not just with people, but on on LinkedIn, Yeah, content's important. Don't forget those search tools.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so just wrapping up, if there was, I think the one question I want to ask as a final question of you for LinkedIn and this this engagement piece and actually using it intentionally, how long should I be spending on it every day? Because we know social media, you gotta be social, you gotta be engaging on the platforms, don't love you. What do you think is a fair amount of time?
1: I think a fair amount of time is probably 20 minutes a day but not in one sitting. And that's if you've got quite a large network. Yeah, And so what that looks like is 10 minutes a day every day scrolling through your newsfeed and mm-hmm. liking and commenting on posts. If you yeah. can't do 10 minutes a day, set yourself a timer and do three minutes. Like and comment on every post in your newsfeed. That resonates with you. Doesn't matter if it's not on topic. And when you comment on people's posts, people will see that comment and if you've got a great headline the bit that sits underneath your name that can pull attention to you and also the author of that piece of content will think of you more kindly and because you've supported them and so mm. they're more likely to be a referrer for your business and when you put out a piece of content because you have liked and commented on that person's post your content will go further because the algorithm will push it to more people because it can see that you're a giver and People are more likely to comment on your post because you've commented on the theirs. So 10 minutes a day or three, if that's all you've got, liking and commenting on posts every day. And I also, for myself, I also check in at LinkedIn while I'm, um, you know, inhaling some lunch or while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. It's not while I'm doing my lunch, it's not as long as that. Um, maybe while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, I'm scrolling through my notifications and I am clicking on the three dots in my notifications. So notifications being the ribbon across the top next to, I'm just assuming nobody knows how to use LinkedIn. You know, you've got that notifications tab and the ribbon across the top. When you click on that, and I would do that a couple of times a day for about sort of three minutes each time top. And I am clicking on those three dots and I'm deleting anything that doesn't interest me. I'm letting LinkedIn know, I don't want to know about these types of posts. So please stop sending me these types of notifications. And if there's a notification there that a client of mine has just got a promotion or something, then I'm acting on it. And I'm doing that while I'm waiting at school pickup, while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, um, while I'm standing outside um, my daughter's bathroom, the family bathroom saying, um, are you really brushing your teeth? Um, so those are the three times a day that I'm literally there for like two, three minutes yeah. checking my notifications or responding to that. So no more than 20 minutes
0: a day. Yeah, I love that. And that's, I think truly, I think that's achievable, especially if, yeah, I think it's definitely achievable for most business owners, like, especially if you're doing it when you're waiting for the kettle or, you know, making a coffee or... Whatever it may be, so
1: waiting for an appointment to start.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for your time today. I think there's just been so much gold in that, and I will put where people can find you in the show notes. But just in case people don't want to read the show notes, where can people find you?
1: Oh, geez, do you reckon you could find me on LinkedIn? Do you reckon?
0: I don't know. Do you have a
1: profile? <laughs> <laughs> profile. Yeah. Uh, Challenge though is my last name is Karen Tisdell. T I S. D-E-L-L. So look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, You'll see I do only connect with people in Australia, but I do have, you know, lots of free resources for people if if anybody needs anything. Shout out. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much,
1: Karen. Thanks. Thanks.